0: Hi, everybody. This is Pastor Tim from Holy Trinity Evangelical Lutheran Church in Newington, New Hampshire. This is our weekly podcast of the sermon from the prior Sunday. Normally at this time, I've invited everybody to join us for worship at 830 and 11. uh, But right now we're in the midst of the global pandemic. And so we are not having worship in our building at 830 and 11. Instead, you can find us online doing virtual worship using Zoom. You can find the information for all of that on our website at www.htelc.com. You can also like us on Facebook. And uh, those are the two primary ways in which to find our links to have worship with us. So it doesn't matter where you are, as long as you have an internet connection, you can join us for worship. So thank you for listening. We hope that you find the sermon meaningful and purposeful, that it connects to your life and how you interact with the world. And most of all, it reveals God's infinite love for you and all of creation. We continue our service with the gospel reading. Looks like Becky has the gospel reading for us.
1: The gospel reading is from the book of Mark, chapter 1, verses 21 to 28. Jesus and his disciples went to Capernaum, and when the Sabbath came, he entered the synagogue and taught. They were astounded at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Just then there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent, and come out of him. And the unclean spirit, convulsing him and crying with a loud voice, came out of him. They were all amazed, and they kept on asking one another, What is this, a new teaching with authority? He commands even unclean spirits, and they obey him. At once, his fame began to spread throughout the surrounding region of Galilee. This is the gospel of the Lord.
0: Thank you. Um, like I said at the beginning, before not every not everybody was on yet, I start off the sermon with a something Jonathan Bach had shared with me before, and then I also in the sermon. That we just did, I was able to use a quote from John Cochler, a part of a conversation. But because this sermon is pre-recorded, I wasn't able to use that sermon or that conversation into it, but I wanted to share part of it now because I think it really applies as we talk about the healing of unclean spirits uh, that Jesus does. I walked in as I do most mornings. John Kochler gets here about 7:30. Uh, I unlock the door, he comes in, I get him a cup of coffee. He gets set up, and as he's getting set up, and I'm looking over this way because that is where I am in the sanctuary. Uh, that's where he would be if he was in. But I say to him, oh, what can I do to help you this morning? What can I do for you? Uh, just to see what, what do you need? And he says, I need you to heal me from my addiction to being comfortable. I need you to heal, heal me from my addiction to being comfortable. And I think that so sums up some of the unclean spirits that we all struggle with uh, that Jesus talks about in the gospel lesson this morning um, that I allude to in the sermon, but I don't mention that particular conversation. So I wanted to share that with you. I think that is an addiction. As I talk about addictions, we all are so addicted to our comfortability, Comfortab- comfortable, being comfortable. So I'm going to move on to the sermon. And here we go. This comes from our own Jonathan Bach. Do you know the difference between knowledge and wisdom? Knowledge is knowing that a tomato is a fruit. Wisdom is not putting a tomato in a fruit salad, (laughs) right? There's a difference. You can know the information. How do you use the information? Knowledge, you know it. Wisdom, you use it appropriately. Now, exorcisms. <laughs> nice jump, huh? I've never been asked to do an exorcism. I don't know if what I would do if I were asked to do an exorcism. The only experience I have with anything of the sort is watching the exorcist and not even really watching it all the way through, but just really knowing about it more than anything else. So I've never tried to disperse or get rid of An evil spirit in that way. Which would be easier because as we read this passage, uh, it seems like we ought to be able to do that, right? Jesus commands the unclean spirit to leave this person. And it does on a command. And if we are the body of Christ in the world at some level, shouldn't we be able to do those same things? And maybe. If you have had that experience, if you know someone who's had that experience, I'm not trying to discount it. I just can't speak to it because I've never had any experience with it. But I don't think that is the only way, though, that exorcism kind of way, or this way that we imagine occurring in the scriptures this morning, in which I've been part of praying to get rid of unclean spirits, because I don't know about you. I pray for that almost daily in my regular life, because I know I'm full of unclean spirits. I'm willing to bet you are full of unclean spirits. Addiction, right, Uh, depression, anxiety, jealousy, greed, narcissism, do we need to continue on with the list? And I'm just referring to myself so far. Could you add ones to your own? But the world is full of unclean spirits. Now, I don't think, my experience has not been, you say a prayer and now all of a sudden that unclean spirit is gone. I wish it was that easy. I've never experienced it that way. But let me tell you what I think is the foundation of our faith. What happens to us in baptism, and how they can, if you want to use these words, combat the unclean spirits, combat the evil that is within us, combat the evil that is in the world. Our baptism gives us a foundation. When I think of the unclean spirits within myself, they have a tendency to rear their ugly head when I am really struggling with certain questions. Who am I? Am I enough? Am I good? Why does everyone else seem better? Do you ever ask questions like that? To me, when I get to be really low or really struggling or maybe really aggressive, it might even play that, that way itself out, right? Why is someone else better than me? I better be better than them and it makes us competition so we become more aggressive than we need to be. It doesn't just lead into depression where we see them sink low. It, it plays itself out in so many ways. But what faith does, it gives me a foundation to answer those questions and to build on. Am I enough? Yes. Why does everyone else seem better? They're not. And I'm not, right? One of the phrases I really like is, I am better than no one and no one is better than me. Our faith. We're all equal at the foot of the cross. Right? Who am I? I am a beloved child of God. To me, faith sets that base note that we build off of. So, have I prayed for those unclean spirits to be exercised? Out of me, out of others, addiction, depression, anxiety, narcissism, all absolutely every day. Now, let me be clear about something, though, too. Faith provides a basis. It is not a, um, uh, a substitute for counseling, medication, all of those other ways in which we fight and deal with those unclean spirits, if you even want to call them that, within ourselves. But it provides a foundation for us to build on. In these passages, we hear Jesus as speaking as one with authority. And other people, look at Jesus, he speaks with authority because what he says is true. He commands those demons out and it occurs, right? What he says is true, it happens. What we are asked to do in faith is to trust the authority of Jesus in in that same way, maybe is a way to look at it. That when we have those questions about ourselves, are you enough? God says, yes. To trust God, to give God that kind of authority over our lives. Yes, I am enough. Repeat that to yourself every morning. To trust the authority. Then when we ask, why does everybody else seem to have it figured out? They don't. Why does everyone else seem to be better than me? They aren't. The authority of God says, the authority of Jesus says, you are better than no one and no one is better than you. We are asked in faith to give the authority to Christ and to trust that what God says is true. To trust, to act on it, to live it. That brings us back to the beginning. Wisdom and knowledge, right? Knowledge is knowing that tomatoes are fruit. Wisdom is knowing not to put it in a fruit salad. There is knowledge about faith that says I can recite these things. I know my Ten Commandments, I know the Apostles' Creed, I know the Lord's Prayer, I know the books of the Bible, I know, right? There's knowledge in that. Wisdom is using that knowledge to live our lives in life of faith. Right? That's knowledge. That's wisdom. Wisdom comes from trusting the authority that God has in us and taking what we know and putting it and applying it in our lives. So when you are asking yourself, Who am I? You say, I'm beloved. Am I good enough? The answer is yes. that is what our faith gives us that foundation the base note to trust the authority that god gives to jesus that god pronounces on us is true and the wisdom to live on it amen